Welcome back, everybody, to the show. This is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Well, this is the 10th show of the season uh, here on uh, NASCAR Weekly at Pregame.com, and today's show is going to be an exceptional one. I assure you that I've got a lot of things to go over. Uh, The show, again, takes on a similar format. We'll get into the Richmond Rewind, where, of course, Kyle Busch rode to victory on Saturday night under the lights. It was a a great race for him. He was really, he was the dominant car. There's no question about it. It looked like he might be giving way to Denny Hamlin a few times. Uh, He held him off uh, and he put some distance between him and his teammate there. Uh, Of course, Denny was coming on strong towards the end, but uh, really it was all Kyle Busch Saturday night racing. We took home the win. We had another nice night. Uh, hitting on two out of three head-to-heads. And then, of course, the weekend kicked off with the charity event. Denny Hamlin won that. And then uh, on Saturday night was the nationwide race. We'll cover that uh, as well in the Richmond Rewind uh, with the uh, Denny Hamlin win on Saturday, or excuse me, Friday. And then um, this week, of course, it's Darlington, South Carolina for the Southern 500. It's going to be another very exciting race, I can assure you that. And, and we've got all bases covered here on the show. Uh, we'll get into the point standings of all the series. Again, it's uh, the Sprint Cup Championship Series, along with the Nationwide and Camping World Truck Series. Now, the trucks still have a week off. They they had last week off as well, and uh, they will not be racing this week in Darlington. But they will meet back up with the full series from Dover, Delaware, and that'll be next week uh, when we do the show. We'll be uh, featuring all of those, so we'll have a huge show next week. Uh, but really, not to take anything away from this show, I've got something special that we're going to cover today, and you cannot afford to miss out on this one. So stick around for that. That'll be later in the show. Uh, but it's going to be the Richmond Rewind and we'll talk about the point standings, and then we'll get into the Southern 500 from Darlington. So another great show. Uh, we've been really putting the pedal to the metal this year, and uh, the the first quarter is over on the year. That's right. We're into May, and uh, on the season in in uh, in NASCAR, bankroll is increased. By 12.7% return on our dollar. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you were a guy that started out the year following along and you said, you know what, Sig, I've got 10000 bucks. I'm going to make that be my bankroll. I'm going to invest this money. I want to see how you do. Well, you'd be up uh, just under $1,300 so far on the year uh, with that investment. And with that comes a key decision and a strategy on what we're going to do moving forward. So, you know, the goal on the season is 25% return. If we get there and we hold that for several weeks, well, we'll just increase it. Uh, we've had several years where we've had 40, 40 to 50% returns. So it's, you know, we're nowhere near. So if you're just now getting on the show for the first time and you're thinking, man, this guy's hot, you know, he's got to cool off. You know, the reality is each and every week is a different race. We approach it the same almost all the time. And uh, I just feel like, you know, I know I feel like I'm always getting new guys into the threads, onto the show for the first time that are experiencing this. And, you know, it's because of that that I want to win every single race. 
I want to take home three out of four head-to-heads or two out of three head-to-heads and then click on the winner as well. So each and every race day, I'm I'm feeling like I've got new guys on board. They can't start out with a loss. We've got to start with a win. And I just need to keep adding to this bankroll each and every week. So those are the things that drive me. Now, the objective here on the show, we've covered it many times, it's how to help you guys get ready to win betting on NASCAR. Now, you can use this information uh, for other things. You know, maybe you're in one of these guys that's into fantasy racing or whatever. The information should be just as good because I'm covering a lot of the drivers that I think are going to perform well. And I'm amazed myself each and every race day that when I look at, at who's running up front for the majority of the race, you know, we're really clicking. We've we've, we've really got our finger on the pulse and, and we know what we're doing here. I think that should be evident now after uh, nine weeks and the first part of the uh, season is over. So really, you can't question the results. You can't question what we're doing. It's working. I want to appreciate again. I want to thank everybody. I'm very appreciative of you guys getting into the forums uh, with your comments. I am open for suggestions. If somebody would like to hear a specific topic covered on the show uh, that we're not already taking care of, hit me up. I'll add it into the show. I mean, that's what I'm here to do. Help you guys get something out of the show. It's your show as well. Uh, but for now, this is Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, it's the Richmond Rewind here in Week 10. Of course, Richmond was the ninth race of the season, and uh, things kicked off on Friday night with the Bubba Burger 250. Uh, gotta love Bubba Burger. I mean, if you've been in the Southeast... Uh, you gotta love you some Bubba Burger. I mean, that's all I can say. But Denny Hamlin uh, picked up the win in his Sport Clips Toyota uh, number twenty car. Uh, it was really, uh, it was all Denny Hamlin, and it was great for him to get at least a, a couple of wins with that in the charity event uh, in his home track. There, uh, I think that's going to help build his confidence. There was a little shakeup, as you guys uh, heard people talking about. Uh, they changed crews around with the. Uh, with the Joey Logano and Hamlin teams. So uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. We're getting into that part of the season where you generally will see a lot of success out of the Denny Hamlin camp. Uh, so we've been waiting for him to rear his head. I would say that he was able to do that. Uh, really good expectation from Richmond from him, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, take home the nationwide win and then finishing second on Saturday night. Uh, but in the Nationwide, Bubba Burger 250, it was Denny Hamlin followed by Paul Menard, Justin Algauer, Elliot Sadler, and Brad Kaslowski to round out the top five. So three Chevys, Toyota takes home the win, and Dodge picks up a, a top five victory there. Uh, the rest of the t- top ten, Josh Wise, uh, he was in the uh, NASCAR The Game 2011 uh, car. It was a Chevy. And then uh, Sam Hornish Jr. with the with the Olympic paint Dodge, uh, number 12 car, Sam Hornish Jr. finished 7th. Ryan Truex, 
Uh, he was up there at eighth. David Strimming ninth. Jason Leffler was tenth. A uh, couple other guys notable here: Steve Wallace, Reed Sorensen. They were eleven and twelve. Kenny Wallace was thirteenth. Eric Almarola. Uh, did not have a top 10 finish this week, or did Brian Scott. So they, they didn't run as well. They were up there, but, uh, you know, nothing special. Uh, Eric Almirola, of course, he's in that Hellman Chevrolet, uh, the 88 car. Uh, Brian Scott in the uh, Shore Lodge number 11 Toyota. Uh, Mike Bliss was 18th, Joe Nemechik 19th. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., not such a great run for him. He was down there in 21st position, along with James Busher was 22nd. Uh, Carl Edwards finished 25th in the Fast and All Ford. Uh, you know, he finished a couple laps down. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, that's just one of them things, you know. Uh, he, he didn't have a great weekend. I mean, he, he did okay, but he didn't have anything really right home. I know they were expecting a lot better. But those uh, Roush boys in the Sprint Cup Series race, they managed, you know, to, to not get a lot of highlights that night. But they were there in the end, and that's what matters the most. Now, turning our attentions to the Sprint Cup Championship Series, where we saw the Crown Royal presents the Matthew and Daniel Hansen 400. Uh, I finally got it right. I was I kept referring to it in the show last week as a tribute to, but it was actually the Crown Royal presents the Matthew and Daniel Hansen 400. It was April 30, 2011 from Richmond International Raceway. And, of course, Kyle Busch in the Eminem Pretzels 18 car took home victory. Uh, he was solid all day long. Uh, he got 48 points for that win, leading the most laps, and, uh, and of course, also taking home the victory. Denny Hamlin was second, as we mentioned earlier. Casey Kane in the Red Bull Toyota number 4 car. What a race for these guys. They had a great uh, weekend because they had two cars in the top 10 Red Bull uh, Motorsports. That was a great race for them, or excuse me, Red Bull Racing. That was a great thing for them. Uh, Casey Kane uh, in the four car finished third. David Reagan uh, was the top Rauschketeer. He was in fourth, followed by Carl Edwards fifth. As we mentioned, the Roush boys were there in the end, even though we didn't see a whole lot of them, uh, you know, because none of them were, you know, really leading. I mean, Carl Edwards did lead for a little bit, but, uh, you know, Reagan never led, and, uh, and uh, Greg Biffle never led, and, and Matt Kenseth never, never. Well, excuse me, Kenseth did lead one lap, uh, and that was just because of the strategies on the pits and the way things were going at that particular time. But, uh, again, running down, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Casey Kane, David Reagan, Carl Edwards was fifth, Clint Boyer was sixth. We were expecting good things out of Clint Boyer, and he didn't disappoint. He, he was leading for a while early in the race. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger in the uh, Nautica Ford, uh, the number 43 car, he was seventh, a great finish for him. He had been really needing to do something. And uh, I had mentioned earlier in the year that I was not, now he was really good last year, and I, I really was not expecting a lot out of him. And maybe this was his turnaround race to get things back on track, but he finished seventh. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who struggled almost all night long, uh, had been several laps down. He managed to, uh, to finish on the lead lap. Uh, he was eighth, uh, Jimmy Johnson, and Tony Stewart was ninth. And then, of course, Brian Vickers was tenth with the Red Bull Toyota number 83 car. 
Uh, there were eight drive, or excuse me, nine drivers that finished on the lead lap. Uh, Brian Vickers was a uh, 10th, so he was a lap down, but got a top 10 finish. So that's how things go in Martinsville. Uh, Joey Logano was 11th. Kevin Harvick was 12th. Uh, Mark Martin, 15th. Dave Blaney was 13th in that Golden Corral 36 car. He's had a couple of good races over the past few uh, few weeks. Uh, but Mark Martin in the GoDaddy 5, he was 14th. Greg Biffle was 15th. Jeff Burton uh, ran up front for quite a bit of the day. He was 16th. Reagan Smith, he had a nice run in that uh, Furniture Row uh, number 78 car it was the, the all-black car. It was really, he had a really good run. He was running up front for a lot of that race. Uh, so some good things coming out of that Chevy camp. Uh, Jamie McMurray was uh, was 18th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 19th. We, we lost on one of our head-to-heads with Dale. We had Dale over Greg Biffle. And they'd been running, you know, they were running together almost all day long. Uh, you know, you'd look, Greg Biffle be one or two spots ahead of him. Then you'd look, Dale be ahead of him. And they were battling all day. Then Dale Earnhardt got into that late, uh, you know, it was what we talked about in our thread. And that was, it was going to be all about gas. Who's going to, you know, potentially run out of gas. Well, we got stuck with it because, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Had to stop for a quick top off on gas. And, uh, it took away that uh, that other head-to-head. So, you know, we didn't get that one. We were still two out of three. We made some money. We were up 2% on the day. Uh, and, again, we've been up uh, for the last three races. We've gained 16% return. So we've really been raking in the cash over these last uh, few weeks. And I'm looking forward to what Darlington's all about. But Dale Jr. in a 19th finish. And then Ryan Newman was 20th. Uh, some guys that didn't really have uh, great runs. Of course, as you know, Jeff Gordon got in an accident, and uh, he went down. I mean, he was running up front for, for a lot of the race. Uh, he did manage to get back uh, onto uh, – no, he, he did not get back on the track, but uh, that was about three-quarters of the way through the race. Uh, Gordon got in that accident, and he finished in 39th position. Uh, Paul Menard was 37th. Uh, he had a tough day. And uh, Brad Kozlowski as well in 36th. Uh, that was really... David Rudiman didn't finish all that great in the Aaron's Dream Machine. He was 31st. Juan Montoya, he struggled. He was uh, fighting with uh, Ryan Newman all day, basically. Uh, he got down, got a few laps behind, and then he was trying to get payback on Ryan Newman. So that was Montoya. He was 29th. Martin Truex Jr., he made a, uh, they made a mistake. He was running up in the top 10, and uh, they had to come in for a late pit stop too. So uh, I think there was something to do with a lug nut on that, and that cost him. We didn't bet against him this week. We were expecting that he was going to have a good race. I'm glad we didn't bet on him because uh, we would have been disappointed with that finish, I'm sure. Kurt Busch, uh, he did not fare so well. And we talked about that in the show last week. And uh, hopefully you guys heeded the advice because, you know, looking at the results, Kurt Busch has never really raced that well from Richmond. He's always had some struggles on that particular track. And uh, he finished in the 22nd position. We didn't really hear anything from him all night long. So a little bit of disappointment uh, out of that camp. And, uh, you know, coming up, 
Darlington, whenever you talk about Darlington, you got to think about Kurt Busch. I mean, there's no question about it. And uh, so, you know, maybe he he maybe it's setting up for one of those kind of weeks where he has a rough run in Richmond, but then he always does well in Darlington. And uh, look for, for the 22. I'll be paying close attention to that. But in the next segment, like I said, I've got something very special that you've got to hear. Stay with us now, folks. Again, this is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Okay, this is the second segment of the show, and we've got a very special feature that I want to talk about in this segment that I'll get to a little bit later on, so stay with us. Uh, It's going to be something extremely valuable for you, uh, and it'll be something that you can use moving forward with the rest of your handicapping lifetime. Uh, Right now, in the point standings for the Sprint Cup Championship Series, it's Carl Edwards still in the lead, followed by Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Both of those guys with top 10 finishes this past week, so they hold their positions. But Kyle Busch was the big mover with Clint Boyer also moving up three slots. Kyle Busch moved up into third position, and Boyer moved up into seventh. They were the big movers. Uh, Dale Jr. dropped one to fourth. Kevin Harvick dropped one to fifth. Kurt Busch dropped one again to sixth position, while Boyer moved up three slots into seventh. Ryan Newman it was eighth. Matt Kenseth is ninth. And Tony Stewart cracks the top ten uh, with a nice finish for him. Uh, again, that's your top ten. Edwards Johnson, Bush Brothers, Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer, Ryan Newman, Matt Kenseth, and Tony Stewart. Uh, you've got A.J. Allmendinger and Juan Montoya in those wildcard slots at 11 and 12. Uh, Mark Martin is 13th. He moved up a couple of spots. Greg, Miff, Greg Biffle on the move again. He's up 14th. He's in the 14th position. He's been on the move. Uh, we've been watching him slowly go up. I mean, it wasn't very long ago, and he was back there in the 22nd position for a while. So, uh, you know, good good race out of Biffle. Now, of course, we bet against Greg Biffle in loss this week, and we've struggled betting on or betting against Greg Biffle all season long. Uh, the few weeks early in the year that we bet on him, he had, you know, gas can troubles, and uh, he couldn't get enough gas in, so that hurt us. And then uh, they, they were making some big mistakes in the pits. Uh, they seem like they maybe they've got their act together over there. They've been climbing uh, real well over there. Jeff Gordon, though, Took it in the arm. He dropped three slots. He's in 16th position, as did Paul Menard, dropped four slots. Uh, they were the big losers on the day, along with Juan Montoya, uh, dropping four slots and three slots. Uh, but Menard's in 15th. Gordon is 16th. Denny Hamlin, no change, along with Casey Kane, no change. They're in 17th and 18th. David Reagan picked up a spot in 19th. Jeff Burton is 20th. So uh, Burton on the move, cracks the top 20. Uh, he's been back there as low as 33. You know, he's been he's been down, and uh, they, they continue to keep coming on. So a couple of guys that we had been riding, Ryan Newman, we haven't been riding with him. We, we dropped Ryan Newman like a hot potato 
Uh, he's still had a decent finish, and he's still up there. But I haven't really liked who they've had against him in matchups. So he hasn't really been on the card the last few weeks. Uh, I've really been riding uh, Clint Boyer, and he's been coming on. I see uh, good things with him. I look ahead a lot of times, and one of the things I can say is Clint Boyer is going to get a win real soon. I don't know which track it's going to be, but uh, maybe it'll be Darlington. Who knows? Uh, but that's that uh, in the Sprint Cup Championship Series uh, for the standings. Uh, nothing else really worth talking about there. We're going to get into talking about the uh, Nationwide Series next. And uh, then we'll briefly touch on the on the trucks real quick before we get into the highlight of the show today. But the results in the uh, NASCAR Nationwide, it's Justin Algauer is your leader, followed by Elliott Sadler second. Jason Leffler is third, Reed Sorensen fourth. Uh, Elliott Sadler was the big mover, picking up four spots. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. dropped three slots. He's now in fifth position. Eric Almarola, he is in sixth. Trevor Bain dropped two spots. He's in seventh. Brian Scott is eighth. Kenny Wallace, ninth. Josh Wise is in the tenth position. A couple of notables. Uh, Ryan Truex moved up four slots. He's 16th. And uh, Morgan Shepard dropped one. He's back in 22nd position. Jennifer Jo Cobb, she's still hanging out down in the 30s. She's at 31. Uh, Danica Patrick, where is Danica? She's in 25th position. Uh, so that's pretty much what you have going on in the nationwide race. Uh, of course, uh, you know, as the NASCAR, as the Sprint Cup drivers run in the nationwide, they generally do pick up the wins. Uh, but, uh, you know, some good driving going on in that series. Uh, those are the names of the future. So you need to you need to make a note of who these guys are uh, in the trucks. It's still, as we mentioned before in the last show, Johnny Sauter is your leader. Timothy Peters is second. Matt Craft in third. Ron Hornaday is fourth. Cole Witt, fifth. Austin Dillon, sixth. Todd, by, Todd Bodine is in seventh. Clay Rogers, eighth. Max Pappas, ninth. And Parker Kligerman is now in the top ten. So that is the, uh, the uh, top ten in the uh, Camping World Truck Series. A uh, couple of notables there. Miguel Paludo is 15th. James Busher is 16th. Uh, Justin Lofton is 19th. Jason White is 18th. Uh, so that's that. Travis Quapel is 24th position. Jeff Earnhardt dropped 11 slots this past uh, race, and he's in 25th position. So that's kind of what's going on over there. Now we're going to discuss the highlighted feature that I promised you, and it's going to be something that's really valuable to you moving forward uh, in the rest of your career. A lot of times we talk about bankrolls. Money management. These are all the buzzwords in the industry. You hear guys talk about, oh, the bankroll this and the bankroll that. Well, here's the deal. We, and we talked a little bit about it in the last show. I know I talked about it in my thread on Sunday for the race day. And that is we've gotten to the point now where we've sustained some pretty good returns. And in order to start maximizing uh, our streak that we're on, we need to start increasing our wagers. Now, the, what we're going to do, we're not just going to, we're going to maintain the same risk that we bet each and every week like we always do. And f just to go over that again really quick, 
on win bets, I never bet more than a maximum of 3% combined on win bets. So that's the max. So if I had a $100,000 bankroll, the most I could ever wager in one day on win bets would be $3,000. Uh, that would be the max that I could that I could do. Okay. Now, if you had a ten thousand dollar bankroll, it'd be three hundred bucks. Okay, to put it in in those kinds of terms. Um, in the long shots, the maximum we ever risk is 03 percent. Okay, so combined three point three percent. Well, we're starting to win uh, at a pretty good pace. We've added uh, just under sixteen percent to the bankroll over the last month. And now we want to roll these profits back onto our bankroll. Now, this is nothing new. It's nothing, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't get talked about enough, though. That's, that's what I'm, why I'm talking about it. It doesn't get covered enough. We've gotten to the point where we've returned 12.7% in the first quarter of the NASCAR season. Now, the maximum bets that we ever, and I'm, I'm switching gears, and I, I'm sorry to do this, but on the head-to-head -head bets, the max on the win bets combined with long shots and wins, 3.3%. The max on, on the head-to-head uh, -head bets is 8.6%. So every week I go into it, and the maximum combined on head-to-heads that I'll risk is 86 Now, if I'm feeling really good about a race, I'll stretch it, maybe bet 9.6% or something like that. I'll exceed that every once in a while. Most of the time, I'm not even getting to 8.6% risk. But because we're winning, we want to take advantage of the streak we're on, and we're going to take this 12.7%, and we're going to roll that now into the bankroll and have a new starting bankroll. So if you were a, a $10,000 starter at the beginning of the year, and you said, Sig, I'm going to invest $10,000, you'd be up just under $1,300. bucks. you would be at $1,271 return and some change, okay? Well, now, instead of betting with $10,000, now you're going to base every bet moving forward into this quarter over the next few weeks. You're going to base it on uh, what would be $11,271. So you're, it's basically like rolling your dividends back into your fund and uh, reinvesting your dividends. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to take all the money from the house from this point forward. We're going to roll it into our bankroll. We'll make it a nice even number. Uh, and we'll just so we'll just cut it off, and we'll add in the two percent back into a, into uh, excuse me twelve percent back into our bankroll. So if you're a ten thousand dollar bankroll that you started the season at, we're going to take twelve percent of those dollars that we've won, and we're going to put those into the bankroll. And moving forward, you'll base all your wagers uh, on a twelve thousand dollar bankroll. And uh, that's that's how we're going to do it. And that's how you start to start adding to your bankroll and you start skimming off of the, the house and you start adding to it and you start gaining what you what what you hear people say. Oh, I've, I've loaded into my bankroll four times over the year and, you know, we're just clicking along. We're up 10,000 units or whatever. I mean, but that's what they're not telling you the basics of what you got to be doing to get there. And one of the things you got to do is every once in a while, you got to analyze where you're at and decide, OK, should I continue what I'm doing or should I go ahead and roll this money back into my into my bank and take some of the house money? And uh, that's what we're going to do now on the same side. As, as a note, if we were losing 
we would do the same thing if we were down 10%. We would have to, and we were holding 10% losses. We would have to make a decision. Okay, I'm going to have to reduce my bankroll now by this 10% until I raise my bankroll back up to its original level and get back on track. So if you're losing, that's one of the things that you have to take into consideration as well. So hopefully you got something out of that. I believe you did. Uh, moving forward, we're going to be uh, a 12% increase on our bankroll, and we will be starting over. All that money will be going into the pot, and we'll be wagering with that money moving forward. Again, uh, that was a good segment. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us on the show. Uh, again, this is Sig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Okay, this is the final segment of the show. The show's kind of, it's been a long show, but I still have a lot of information I want to get out to you related to this upcoming week. They'll be racing week 10 uh, with a NASCAR tradition from Darlington, South Carolina for another Mother's Day weekend, it's going to be the Southern 500, and of course, uh, all the events kick off this week with uh, with the nationwide running in prime time on ESPN2. It's going to be the Royal Purple 200, that'll come to you Friday, May 6th uh, at the Darlington Raceway. Of course, uh, coverage on NASCAR Series will begin uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, the race, of course, uh, green flag is at 7:46 p.m. from Darlington. That's the nationwide race. A uh, couple of notes about that. Yeah, unsure if Trevor Bain will be back in the 16 car. Uh, he, you know, everybody knows he's been suffering with a an illness. It was originally reported that it was from an insect bite. Who knows? Uh, the the latest information is that no, it's not from an insect bite. But uh, we'll see if he's back uh, behind the wheel. Uh, Denny Hamlin is back in the Joe Gibbs Racing number 20 car, so uh, he'll be racing in the Nationwide Series. Uh, Kevin LePage returns to the Jimmy Means number 52. So that's a little bit of information uh, about the Nationwide race. Again, it's the Royal Purple 200. It's Friday night. Uh, Coverage begins at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, or excuse me, 7 o'clock Eastern Time uh, from the uh, ESPN2 station. You'll be able to catch that also on uh, NASCAR Sirius Radio Channel 128 and, of course, the Motor Racing Network. So that's the, that's the nationwide. Over in the, the Sprint Cup Series, of course, as you know, it is a, it's a Mother's Day tradition. And, of course, this track is a, a, a tradition uh, in NASCAR. It's a Mother's Day tradition that, uh, that they run down here in Darlington for this weekend. It's always a great race. Uh, you know, this is a, a it's an odd shaped track. It's kind of an egg shape uh, oval track, and you know the the drivers they call it the Lady in Black or the track too tough to tame. Uh, it's exactly what it is. Uh, but this race on uh, Saturday night again a Saturday night race. It, it starts at uh, uh, seven o'clock Eastern time on Fox. 
you'll be able to catch that on May 7th, 2011. The green flag goes at 745 Eastern Time. Uh, happy hour practice for this particular race is on Friday, May 6th, 2.15 Eastern Time. So check that out on the Speed Channel. Uh, qualifying will come uh, just before the uh, just before the uh, nationwide race, and that'll be also on Speed Channel. That'll be Friday, May 6th at 5.10 Eastern Time. So check that stuff out. It's always good, and I mention this just about every show, it's always good to sit down uh, check out a little bit of that stuff. If you're not able to get it because you're at work or whatever it is, uh, you know, video it, you know, record it because uh, you can get so much information uh, from not only the announcers that are uh, announcing, you know, usually wall trips on there and Larry McReynolds, uh, gener generally the standard uh, announcers that you get on Fox, but you have to understand there there's so, so much that goes on that they talk about, they talk about some of the nuts and bolts with the, the trim packages that they're racing and, and how they're doing and qualifying and, and how they've done at these uh, prior tracks. So a lot of good information. Uh, you know, it's not the most exciting thing to, to watch, but it certainly is very informative for you. You know, when you get in now, this show, uh, excuse me, let me, let me digress a little bit. When you get into this particular show, uh, I've I've started the recording on this particular show very early in the week. The odds have just come out. I wanted to get this show out to you this week, early on in the week, uh, so that you had a lot of time to digest it. That's going to be the objective uh, moving forward will be to get this show out as early in the week as possible. Uh, really, the show's been getting put produced into the forums just a little bit too late for my liking uh, because it doesn't really give you enough time. Sometimes the odds have changed from when we talk about the show, uh, excuse me, when we talk about the uh, odds on the show till when you actually get to listen to the show. So uh, the earlier in the week, I think the better uh, for you, the fan, for you guys, the listeners out there. Uh, right now, there's not a real heavy favorite in this particular race. It's a tough race. I've always had some difficulties in Darlington because of the fact that it is such a competitive race. Um, it's really hard, I feel, to get a beat on this particular track. Of course, I think I've I've got uh you know I've started to compile the notes. I I don't want to say that I I suck here at Darlington, but it's always a, a race that's very difficult to me. Um, so you have to be very cautious. I'm going to be careful. But remember, we're reloading our dollars into our bankroll like we talked in the last segment. And we're going to go ahead and, and, and leave the betting percentages as they are, maximum risk exposure. And that's going to, uh, you know, continue to help us build our bankroll. Now, uh, if we get back down to our originating bankroll, you know, we've added this 12% back in. We get back down to the to the uh, to the original bankroll amount, and let's say we lose this twelve percent we're up today. We're going to go ahead and reduce back to our original bankroll and basically start all over. I don't expect that to happen, uh, but uh, you never know. You could go through a few, you know. There's weeks where you get hot. There could be some weeks where you struggle. Back to back weeks where you you get hit pretty hard. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to, uh, forgot to mention that in the last segment. I wanted to reemphasize that. 
But for Darlington and the Southern 500, which is really, like I said, it's a NASCAR tradition. It's been around for a long, long time, uh, since the uh, late 40s, early 50s. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch right now uh, are your early hands-on favorites. Now, uh, last year, Denny Hamlin won the race. Now, they only race here in Darlington once a year. Uh, but uh, Denny Hamlin was your winner. And then in uh, in 09, it was uh, Mark Martin won in 09. And then uh, Kyle Busch won in 08. And Jeff Gordon won in 07. So that's kind of the history of winners over the last few years. Uh, but a special note about that race in 07, it was a... It was a rain-delayed race. They actually raced it. They ended up racing it on Mother's Day. And um, and Denny Hamlin really led the majority of the laps there, And uh, but he didn't come away with the win. Jeff Gordon came away with the win. Uh, now, Denny Hamlin, also one of the early favorites for this race, depending on where you shop, he's 7-1 to one or 6-1, to one depending on where you go. So Johnson, Hamlin, and Kyle Busch are your early favorites. And then Jeff Gordon and Carl Edwards are next, both at 8-1. to one. Uh, Jeff Gordon, of course, when you get into talking about, uh, when you talk about uh, Darlington, excuse me, I keep wanting to say Martinsville because I'm stuck on Martinsville for some reason. But when you get into Darlington, uh, Denny, or excuse me, Jeff Gordon is the all-time leader here uh, with, let's see, He's led more laps than any other driver, um, and he's got 18. He's raced 30 times here. This is Jeff Gordon we're talking about. He's raced 18 times, or excuse me, 30 times, and he's got 18 top five finishes. So that is uh, that's a key stat. He's got seven wins here in Darlington. So Jeff Gordon, you know, obviously as he did early in his career, he was so dominant uh, when he was when he was on that run for four championships, he really was uh, a dominant driver. And this was one of those tracks that he dominated. And uh, he had uh, led more laps than anybody else. He's led 1,700 laps. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he's only led 298 laps. Jimmy Johnson, only 409 laps. Uh, Denny Hamlin's only got one win, but in four, or excuse me, five races, he's got four top tens. So Denny Hamlin... <clears throat> I'm expecting, excuse me, I'm expecting Denny to have, uh, to, to catapult his run last week uh, to his run here. You know, so he raced really well in Richmond. He had a really strong car. I think that success is going to carry over here to Darlington. It makes sense that Denny Hamlin's up there uh, as one of the favorites. Uh, but Jeff Gordon as well. Now, here's the thing about Jeff Gordon. When you think he's not going to run well, he runs well. When you think he's going to run well, like last week, he 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 doesn't run well. I mean, I mean, he just gets into you know just gets into some problems. So to me, he's a real mystery right now. And uh, you know, I had him on my card last week. I thought he was going to have, be a champion. I mean, and there was a period of time in the race that he ran really well, uh, but uh, you know, it didn't happen that way, and that's okay. But uh, you know, because we did get the win with Kyle Busch. But coming into this week as well, you've got uh, Kevin Harvick at a 10 to 1. Now, Kevin Harvick, uh, when you look at Kevin Harvick uh, here in, uh, excuse me, at Darlington, uh, not really setting the world on fire. Uh, he averages a 19 finish, 
Uh, he's run 14 times here. He's got two top fives uh, and uh, and five to, or excuse me nine top tens. So nothing really spectacular coming out of uh, coming out of Kevin Harvick uh, here. He's got two top fives, five top tens, and only nine uh, nine top twenty races. So let me rephrase that. I said two top fives, five top tens, and nine top 20s. So, you know, nothing really special. Uh, this is a track he's not really run so well at. It is a very difficult track, and the reason why it's so difficult is the entrances to the two turns, uh, to, you know, it's an oval track, but it's egg-shaped. So you have a broader, wider uh, turns, at one end of the track than you do at the other end of the track. So it's really difficult for uh, these crews to get these cars set up because you can't, you can't set it up for a consistent, uh, a consistent turn through, uh, you know, a consistent degree of banking through the turns because the turns are so much different here. So that's kind of what uh, the deal is here at uh, Darlington. Now, uh, some of the other drivers I want to make note of, Kurt Busch, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, and I think I got him confused with his brother here because, you know, Kyle Busch has had a little bit of success. Uh, he's had six runs, and uh, he's won once, uh, and he's had uh, three top tens of those six races. But uh, Kurt Busch, uh, he's raced 14 times here as well, and he's got uh, only two top fives and only five top tens. So he's struggled a little bit here as well. But uh, the, the drivers that have really performed well, Denny Hamlin, Jenny, Jimmy Johnson, of course, Jeff Gordon, uh, but Jeff Burton. Now, here's, here's an interesting, you know, of course, he's raced here 28 times. He's got two wins, uh, 16 top tens. Uh, he's, he is sitting right now at 30 to 1, 25 to 1, depending on where you get him. Uh, so maybe a long shot here. You know, the thing about Burton, I've had him on the card several times, uh, you know, throughout the years, he's just winless. He just can't seem to get that win. And just when you think he's back on track, uh, something happens that sets him back. But, uh, you know, we'll be looking a little bit at Jeff Burton again. He had a nice little run. He needs to turn things back on to get back up in the top 12, uh, in standings. So something special uh, we want to look at him this weekend. I always like him down on these uh, East Coast tracks. Uh, Mark Martin as well. You know, he's had uh, he's had two wins here, but he's had 17 top five finishes. Uh, Mark Martin, uh, good old trusty Mark Martin. You know, he ran well. He's ran well the last two weeks in a row. So, you know, he's uh, he's gone from being a normal 30 to 1 to where he's a 25 to 1. But he'll be a car that we're looking at on our head-to-heads because he does perform so well out here. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, not so bad here. You know, he, he's uh, raced 16 times, and he's got uh, seven top tens. So uh, Dale looking pretty good. He's at 15-1, to 12-1. Uh, Tony Stewart as well, 12-1. Uh, Stewart's had 18 runs out here with three top fives and nine top tens. So, you know, these are some of the guys that uh, are strong in Darlington. Uh, but really, right now, I'm looking really hard at Denny Hamlin. i got to be honest with you. 
He's looking like a, a pretty nice run here. Of course, Kyle Busch as well. Uh, and uh, J Jeff Gordon will look at him as a head-to-head -head possibly and maybe throw him in the mix. But uh, we don't want to get too over uh, overexposed on our win bets this week. But to run down it, uh, Jimmy Johnson six to one, Denny Hamlin seven to one, Edwards eight to one, Bush six to one, uh, Jeff Gordon eight to one at Harvick at ten to one, Stewart and Earnhardt both twelve to one, uh, Kurt Busch at uh, fifteen to one, Kenseth fifteen to one. Uh, excuse me, 20 to 1 on Matt Kenseth. Clint Boyer, 18 to 1. Now, what has Clint Boyer done here? Because I'd been talking about Clint Boyer for a while. Clint Boyer, not so well here. Five runs uh, and only two top 20 finishes. So, struggles for Clint Boyer. Can he get it turned around for this particular track? We'll find out. Uh, Kyle Busch really hasn't run that well here either. In, in six attempts, he's... Uh, He's got three top tens. Well, that's not bad. You know, three top tens. He just, you know, he's only got the one win. Uh, but, you know, this is this is one of those tracks that he's one of those guys that can learn to tame it. So we'll see how well he's done. Uh, certainly Dave Pearson, he was the, uh, he's the all-time guy here at Darlington, uh, I believe, with 10 wins. And, man, that guy knew how to get around this track. Of course, you know, near his home, uh, near his home, uh, it was really his home track, and uh, you know Dave Pearson, what a what an expert he was on this particular track. And uh, Jeff Gordon's really the closest guy there is, but uh, you know he did have some recent success. Uh, when you look at Jeff Gordon, and I want to, I keep talking about him, keep jumping back and forth, but uh, you know he's here's here's his results uh, since 2004. 2004 he finished third. 05 he finished second. 06, he finished second. 07, he won the race. Alston Denny Hamlin there. Uh, and then 08, a third-place finish. 09, a fifth-place finish. And 2010, a fourth-place finish. So this is one of those tracks, if Jeff Gordon's going to get things turned around, I think that he would like to be able to get it done here at Darlington, So especially on Mother's Day weekend. Uh, Big-time NASCAR tradition. Uh, always looking forward to it. Casey Kane, we haven't said much about him. He's had eight runs here, and uh, he had two top fives. So, you know, they ran really well last week. Red Bull Racing did. Can they keep things going? Uh, him and Brian Vickers. Uh, what will be the issue going into uh, Darlington? Uh, like always, tires will be an issue. Uh, fuel mileage when you get towards the end of this race. The strategy, pit crews, it's going to be a wild one. I hope everybody's gotten something out of the show today. Like I said, I hope you stuck with it. It was a long show. Get in the forums. Ask me some questions. Hit me up. Uh, again, I'm really looking forward to this race. It's a NASCAR tradition. I keep saying that, but uh, I love this track, even though I haven't performed exceptionally well here. I want to get that turnaround and continue to build on the growth we've had. Uh, so check me out Sunday for the race day card. Or excuse me, Sis. Sunday. Sat it's just habit, guys. Saturday night. It's Saturday night under the lights from Darlington for Mother's Day weekend. Southern 500. This is K Sig Sheeler at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <laughs>